everyone. Welcome back to City Speak. This week, we're bringing you a special episode that was recorded in front of a live audience of over 3,000 local leaders at NLC's Congressional City Conference in Washington, D.C. just a few weeks ago. Some of our previous City Speak guests, such as White House Senior Advisor Mitch Landrieu, and several of the leaders we've featured here on the show were in attendance, talking about the key challenges and priorities of municipalities today. For this episode, Clarence sat down with Steve Benjamin, the former mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. Together, they reflected on his time as mayor, what he's learned about public service over the years, and how he'll be working to strengthen local federal partnerships in his new role as senior advisor and director of the Office of Public Engagement at the White House. We hope you'll enjoy this conversation just as much as our live audience did just a few weeks ago. So without further ado, here's Clarence's conversation with former mayor Steve Benjamin. Now it truly is my honor to introduce our final conversation of the session. Moderated by the NLC CEO and Executive Director Clarence Anthony, and joining him is our special guest and my very good friend, a champion of local government and the former mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. Please join me in welcoming to the stage Mayor Steve Benjamin in a conversation with Clarence Anthony. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Mayor uh, Benjamin, to the stage, to National League of Cities. Man, this is, this, is, uh, this is a real opportunity, and it's a special opportunity for me. And we always say mayor, once mayor, always mayor. Of course, now he's former mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, but has a, a lot of uh, wisdom that we thought would be important to bring our members. But he's also a friend, which is also important. And our conversation may go in so many directions, so we don't know where it's going to go, but I promise you it's going to be good. Um, he's been the mayor, but there's this announcement I'm going to share with you all today. I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Next week, the former mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, is going to start a new role as special advisor to the President of the United States of America. And his role will be responsible for connecting with us as municipal leaders. And we are so honored to have and blessed to have a friend like you because you know what we, we go through every day. So. Mayor, thank you, and congratulations. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We're also lucky because we're recording this for our monthly NLC uh, Cities Speak podcast uh, with Clarence Anthony, where I sit down uh, with local leaders who really talk about the tough issues that they're facing in their communities and some of the solutions that they're implementing. Since debuting the podcast last fall, uh, we've had some amazing guests, and we're so excited that Mayor Benjamin agreed to join us and let us tape him live. He found out when he walked in the back room there that this was happening live. So make sure you check out the uh, podcast and all of our previous conversations 
and subscribe to uh, City Speak. It really would uh, be important for us to get these type of topics out. So without further ado, let's get things started. Mayor Benjamin uh, served as mayor of Columbia, South Carolina for about 11 years, and you're certainly familiar with public service and all the highs and lows that elected officials go through. So now that you're out of office and you reflect on your tenure, what would you tell your former mayor self that you would do different? Or what kind of advice would you give to yourself now that you've been there? Sure. No, no first of all, thank you, Clarence and uh, Victoria and the entire team here at NLC. NLC does it right. Uh, this is impressive, y'all, to have this amount of, um, of, of this wealth of leadership and knowledge from all across the country, uh, small towns, big cities. I will tell you the size of the city or town does not matter in the leader. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to be very uh, understanding of your role and your sense of place. Uh, you are in a very special place for such a time as this, and America needs you. Uh, so thank you, um, NLC, for showing up and showing up strong. The, um, I, I'd say this, and I, I thought I might close with this, but I'll go ahead and, uh, and, and open with this since you answered the question. Would I tell um, Steve Benjamin, 40-year-old mayor elected in Columbia, South Carolina, beyond the wildest dreams of Maggie and Sam's baby boy, would be the first job would be, and I would encourage all of you, you take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. I realize that we maintain these uh, temporary positions of leadership uh, in, in the course of our journey on God's green earth. And it's important as you juggle your balls, glass balls and rubber balls, to protect your rubber balls, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your relationship with your friends and your family. Uh, the things that I, I, we get out of whack sometimes, we all do. The, the world is crazy, we get busy. Um, but what always helped center me is I remembered uh, my priorities, um, my relationship with God, my, my, my relationship with my wife and my, and, my, and my family. I worked as a lawyer to earn a living to support my family. And then I was mayor in that order. And it helped me become a better mayor. So I want to encourage you all. Take care, number one. You can't take care of anybody else. Just like when that, when that uh, um, thing drops out on, on the airplane, they give you some air. You got to give it to yourself first, right, Steve? Before you give the air to anybody else. So take care of yourself. That would be my first piece of advice. But also realizing that you are in a very special place of honor and privilege in your community right now. It goes well beyond uh, uh, the politics. It goes well beyond the fiduciary authority. Although I'm a, I'm a public finance lawyer, I'm always talking about, about money and finance and being a good steward. Uh, so my, my former colleagues know that, that that's my, my stick. Um, but you're in a very special place in what I still believe to be the greatest democratic nation in the history of the world. Uh, and, and the government of the people, by the people, for the people, people put you in place to make Big decisions. Uh, the, the, the discussion just before us, I mean, we're talking about literally life and death and realizing that you have to take care of yourself first, but also realizing that you're in a very special place in, of, of honor in your respective communities and people are counting on you. So work your tail off. Listen to them. God gave you two years and one mile for a reason. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk and then make thoughtful decisions that help improve people's lives. 
In your time as mayor, you faced a lot of challenges, uh, ranging from preemption, state legislature dynamics, natural disasters, navigating civil unrest. And I remember a quote you said during civil unrest, but we won't talk about that today. When you think back as mayor, what are some of the things that you would have done differently in tackling some of those issues? Sure. Um, Clarence is uh, talking about uh, back uh, the riots after the killing of George Floyd. Uh, we, we had, a, obviously, just like so many of your cities, we had um, sig some significant, I mean, we think about the context. Many of you were leading at the time. Uh, we were dealing with the greatest pandemic since 1918, probably the greatest economic disruption um, most families had faced since 1932, and then uh, the, the greatest social unrest uh, in the wake of George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis, all wrapped up into one moment, y'all. I mean, it was, a, it was a very, very uh, difficult uh, time to lead. And, and, um, and many of you did it all so well. There was no perfect answer. But I did go on TV, and I did, I did, uh, um, I did tell people to take their asses home, uh, which um, uh, was just, uh, my pastor called me afterwards, and, uh, and we had a conversation about it. But, you know, when you're in the moment, you're, you're, you're in, the, um, in the moment. Uh, I would say the important thing you always had to remember is that, especially in the world we live in right now, is that you never know what's coming around the corner. Uh, you, you, you've got to make sure you're, you're prepared for, for everything, the thousand-year flood that we suffered in 2015, which we lost 19 precious lives, a billion dollars worth of damage across uh, our state, um, uh, losing officers in the line of, of duty. Uh, officers taking a life in the line of duty. Uh, just the challenges that, that I, I would tell you, it's coming. So, so again, always being ready and prepared, making sure, yes, some people here might cast themselves as, as one thing or another. I, I don't mind saying that, I'm, I, that I am uh, incredibly independent. I, I am radically pragmatic. I'm, I am a fiscal conservative. 12 years, we never raised taxes in, in Columbia, South Carolina. We worked hard to show people, because, it, because we were coming out of a recession when I was elected. And it was important for us to be able to show people that we valued their hard-earned dollars uh, as we were... Um, uh, and I say that not just to the president of the chamber or business leaders, but also to that mother working uh, 60 hours a week and, and trying to make sure that she could cover her expenses. We had to show the fiscal responsibility to make sure we, um, we wound up with nine years of budget surplus over, over 12 years as well. We invested in the things that mattered. We invested, as, as Director Young uh, said earlier, in things that reflected our values as a, as a, as a community trying to build the most talented, educated, and entrepreneurial city in America. But I will tell you that, um, that you always have to prepare for the unexpected. And, um, and that means that you have to um, uh, not only be uh, prepared as these conferences prepare you to be academically smart, but you also have to make sure that you're working to be emotionally intelligent as well and realize you're dealing with some very difficult times and, and sometimes difficult people. Uh, I, would, I would say this, um, although I guess it is, it is implied in the question. Uh, we are at a point in our history where it seems like we spend a lot more time shouting at each other as opposed to dialoguing. 
and listening to each other, I want to encourage you that as you step back into your chambers and your city halls, uh, your, your, your town council meetings, encourage you to, um, to take some time and determine if someone, that, some, that someone equally yoked can see the same issues you and see it very differently. And spend some time figuring out if you can solve of these 10 priorities the three things that you agree on or the four things that you agree on and show the public that our system of government still works. It will pay dividends for years to come. On, on all the other issues, we, we live in a democracy, majority rules in a, in a mature democracy. You enforce the will of the majority and you, and you protect the rights of the minority. That's where we're supposed to do things. But it takes some time, it takes some real leadership to try and solve the issues that we can agree on together. And if we do it, then we'll watch this great experiment, I think, um, continue to blossom uh, for the next 250 years. And I will tell you, I have to figure out how to Challenge my stick. I've always been, you know, uh, you know, leadership doesn't come from Washington; it comes to Washington. Well, now I work in Washington for the ball. <laughs> so I, I, I got, I need, I need a new line. If someone has some ideas, y'all, y'all, Smudgy, throw me something, throw me a bone. I need something. Um, so, um, but I do believe firmly that um, local leadership is where, is where it's at. Uh, you, you, you drive this experiment. You drive the ideas. Uh, the money comes from a local government. <laughs> We, so we, we, we're going to need you now more than ever. I want to ask you a question and follow up on that uh, topic. You made a decision. You ran for office, 11 years of service. Uh, you, didn't, you went out into private sector. And now you're coming back into yeah. public service. What drove you to make that decision when you were asked to take on this role, to take on the role? That's a trick question because we talked about it 10 times as I was trying to make the decision. I told like, you like, I was going to ask like, the like, question. We, 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 you try to pretend to be professional colleagues. Colleagues, uh, Clarence is one of my, my dearest uh, friends and a mentor, and, and I have tough decisions. I, I, I often uh, confide in him, and, and we worked through this together. It was a tough call. I was very happy in the private sector. My wife was very happy with me in the private sector. <laughs> uh, uh, and... Um, but I, 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 I live in Columbia, South Carolina. We've been blessed beyond measure. My, my parents are still with me. I have two awesome in-laws. DeAndre and I uh, have two amazing girls that we're raising together. Um, but I grew up in South, South Side, Jamaica, Queens. Uh, uh, and two out here, one Queens over here. Um, and, and I know this amazingly blessed journey that I've been on. And I never, ever thought that I'd have an opportunity to serve this country that's, that's given me an opportunity to live up to my God-given potential at this, in this way, at this level. And I knew at the end of the day, it wasn't, you know, if, it was how. And, uh, and I'm, I hope and pray that, you know, when the final chapter is written, uh, that our, 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 sacrifice, our personal sacrifice and our time, talent, and treasures being given in this way at this time will make a difference for a whole lot of children who grew up the way that I did, similarly situated. That's our goal. Well, well, I, I will say this. We are very blessed to have you in that role. And uh, we're going to make a commitment uh, to call him every day <laughs> and say that we are behind you, with you, because you have been in the same shoes uh, that many of uh, the members in this audience have been in. You understand how local government work, and you know that 
America would not be the America it is if it wasn't for our mayors, council members, commissioners in this audience. So we're so honored to have you, and we really appreciate you. Thank you, brother. One final question. Who are you supporting in the final four? Florida Atlantic University. My alum is in the final four, so I'm leading you uh, to... I know that Councilwoman Herbert and Councilwoman Bustles are here, and they'll tell you that we're a women's basketball. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's all, it's, all, it's all about the Gamecock women's basketball team and Coach Don Staley, the classiest act out there. So, so who else is playing? Anyway, go FAU Owls. Let's do it. <laughs>